Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the show where we tackle the common enemy, which is bad outcomes and inefficiency, the outcomes rocket. You could have done a lot of things today, but you decided to hit the play button. And for that, I thank you once again, and we're going to give you a great show. Today, we have an outstanding guest and a friend of mine. His name is Terry Williams. He's the founder and CEO at Rise Tech. He's here to change the game. His team at Rise Tech can help anybody in healthcare rebuild data centers, supply employees with the latest state-of-the-art technology, or even just to advise on technology efficiencies. He's done a lot of things in healthcare, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. But what I'd like to do is just open up the mic to Terry to open up and maybe fill in any of the gaps that I may have missed in the introduction. Terry, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, Saul. It's a pleasure to be here. So, you know, I think one of the things that we, we usually like to do, Terry, is find out the genesis of it all. When we oftentimes go to the beginning of why we decided to get into this business, a lot of the whys pop up and the drivers. And so for you, Terry, what, what is it that attracted you to the medical sector? So I was wrapping up a uh, public sector consulting job, wrapping up a uh, Colorado's first um, electronic voter and registration system. And uh, it was a a challenging job and we were successful at it and wrapping it up. I had a a headhunter that reached out to me and uh, really encouraged me to take my next step and uh, enter into the healthcare industry. So I took a leap of faith and um, I uh, followed his direction and took a position at Vail Valley Medical Center located in uh, Vail, Colorado. Wow. So you went from really the use of technology to manage voting in a new and innovative way, then took a shift, that leap of faith into healthcare. And now you're in beautiful Vail, Colorado, which is amazing. So now that you've been in the business, how long have you been in the business for, Terry? I started in IT in college in uh, 99. So I've worked for AT&T, Sprint, Level 3 Communications, a private equity company doing uh, mergers and acquisitions, EDS, and uh, Vail Valley Medical Center. And then uh, during that time, probably about 10 years ago, I was like, yeah, you know, I was watching uh, the VARs, value-added resellers, um, and consulting groups out there, and I was thinking, man, I can do this better. <laughs> yeah, I can do it a, a fair price and uh, provide outstanding uh, customer service and solutions. And um, it was... 2013 that I took that first step and started my business while I was still a W-2 employee for a uh, healthcare organization. Amazing. And so that was it, what is it, three, four years ago now, and you guys have have really come a long way in in a really short time. And you never know who you're going to meet. Terry met the recruiter that allowed him to make this shift in the healthcare. I met Terry in an airplane. We were sitting, we were sitting next to each other, got into a really awesome conversation. And I was just like, wow, this is a cool dude. And uh, it just so happens that his objectives in life and improving healthcare outcomes were really much in line with mine. I thought, man, I got to have 
Terry on the show. And so you never know who you're going to meet. You got to keep your mind open and uh, always be ready to collaborate. And Terry, on this topic of just healthcare and improving outcomes, what's a hot topic that you feel should be on every medical leader's agenda as it relates to healthcare technology? And uh, how are you guys addressing it as an organization? Great. I'll answer that in one minute here. I just also wanted to add that uh, Sal and I were just departing from a uh, Tony Robbins business seminar. So right away, I knew he was a person that was dedicated to, to growth and development and easy to hit it off of them. So great to meet you, Sal. So in terms of that uh, topic, Likewise. I think um, providing outstanding patient care, I think that should always be a hot topic. And for us, our job is to assist and ensure that the technology that supports the hospital is running efficiently and effectively. And um, I guess the most important thing is to ensure that the hospital's network is up and uh, networks are now core to modern healthcare. The networks uh, provide clinical applications, EMRs, imaging, patient monitoring, surgical apps, the network also has to sustain and support business applications, which, you know, are financial systems, communications. And they also, some of the things that probably trivialize that people don't pay attention to is the network also supports uh, facilities applications. And those, that's like security and door access and heating and cooling and uh, fire. With the network supporting so many things, Terry, I, it's amazing the depth and the breadth of what the network actually supports. Uh, you know, a couple days ago, you and I were, were discussing a couple things about network security. And uh, you brought up a topic that really sort of uh, made me really think. And it was this idea that these people are hacking into hospital networks and charging money for the people to access files. Can you dive into a little bit of that? Maybe an example of what you've seen and maybe with some tips that our listeners could walk away with to make sure that they don't become victims of this? Yeah, so the uh, ransomware is pretty popular right now. Um, it's called ransomware. Yeah, ransomware okay. and uh, the WannaCry virus. We had an issue with it a couple weeks ago. I mean, it, it, people are still uh, digging out from it. So I've seen these things live like, actually working. You know, I've been in, in facilities before where we can visually see somebody's file system getting locked. So file by file, and these are hundreds of millions of files. We can watch the file system actually locking. Um, once it locks, they put a, a text file out and a ransom request. So if you want that file unlocked, you can pay them their ransom to unlock it. What we've done is we've built robust systems and put those in place. So let's say an organization has this happen to them. We can actually roll back a snapshot and take millions of files and have them accessible within minutes of getting the virus. Wow. So you guys have the capability of circumventing that ransom payment if it's done uh, in time. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not going to give in to uh, people writing viruses. Um, we're going to build solutions to thwart that. And um, these are just fundamental solutions that, you know, every organization should have, especially healthcare organizations. And that's being able to roll back to a point in time before you had the virus. So let's say that an individual ended up getting the virus on their workstation. We would identify that. We would shut that workstation down. While we are doing that, we would roll back the file system at, uh, back to a point in time. Let's say that we are snapshotting every five minutes and we knew that this started 20 minutes ago. 
we would roll it back to 25 minutes ago. Got it. Got it. And so one of the things to keep in mind as you listen to this topic is that it's a very real topic, this whole cybersecurity, ransomware, and so many other things happening that puts us at risk as healthcare uh, facilities, companies. What is it that we're doing to pressure test our network? Because we, of course, we have people working to maintain and make sure that they're safe. But what is it that we're doing to pressure test the people that are leading those organizations? And somebody like Terry at Rice Tech could simply help take a look. And it doesn't hurt to make sure that you could pressure test and make sure that there are no cracks so you don't become a victim of this. And so... Terry, thanks for sharing that. I mean, and this kind of stuff is illegal, right? How do these people get paid without being tracked? Because it's got to go to a bank account somewhere. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I've never really uh, dove into that. But yeah, there's a whole criminal world that makes their living and uh, gets their kicks off seeing businesses crumble. And in a healthcare organization, it's the impacting patient experience, yes, impacting uh, patient care, and ultimately patient safety. Absolutely. And I really appreciate you sharing these, these ideas. And, and what, what would you say is a good resource for folks to educate themselves more on this type of thing so that they don't become victims? Oh, uh, it's education. Education is the uh, first thing. And then um, getting any, somebody that specializes any in this. Any resource that, that you'd recommend, Terry? I mean, you can get on the interweb. It's, it's all over the place. Oh, just general <laughs> would, uh, knowledge would, out there. Yeah, just become educated. And there's not one solution out there. There's many solutions. It's about having a robust solution that looks at uh, everything within your organization. And, you know, the biggest element is human. So first get educated and get a uh, technology solutions company that specializes in this that can assist you and get your staff educated and then put some robust solutions in place that keep you from getting viruses. That's a great tip. And the beauty here, Outcomes Rocket listeners, if you got some value out of this show, you know, this is a on-demand show. So you could pause it, come back later, repeat the episode, because we're definitely talking about some valuable stuff here. Terry, can you share a time with the listeners of how Rise Tech has created results for one of your customers by doing things differently? Doing things differently. Our biggest thing is customer service. Uh, you know, we've got you know the engineering background, which is always delivering. But it's uh, customer service. You oftentimes find that working with engineers, sometimes they're awkward, sometimes they're not social, and um, we've changed the game and and made it a uh, a very social relationship and partnership between our customers and our team. And we like to go in there and be considered um, teammates with the teams and not just somebody. We call it parachuting, parachuting an engineer in to do some work. And then halfway through the job, they're trying to get out and maybe get to their next consulting gig or project or just get home to their families. So we are there 24 by 7 and uh, we pride ourselves on customer service. Terry, I've been on the other side of, of what you guys are doing, not you guys in particular, but having received this type of parachuting services. And it's not fun, especially when you're trying to, to troubleshoot a device that is interfacing with the patient or just something that the clinicians rely on. I can see just through my experience how having that presence in the account or in whatever hospital or clinic setting that you're you're working with is a huge benefit. So what is it that you do that enables you to do that versus the parachuting? You know, it's really getting involved 
in building relationships with our customers. We internalize their process, their workflow, and the outcome of the business. And so if our customers aren't successful in growing their business and in healthcare, providing outstanding patient outcomes, then ultimately it's going to trickle down and you know we may not have a job. So we want them, we want to allow them to be as efficient and as effective as possible and uh, provide the uh, great patient outcomes. You want them to be successful. Can you share a time with the listeners of a time that maybe you made a mistake or failed and what you got out of that? Can you take us to that moment? <laughs> yeah, uh, something funny. So I started my business in 2013 and uh, I treated it like a hobby. You know, I was a W-2 employee. I called the business uh, Blue Sky Computers. Okay. And um, I was excited at the uh, opportunity to move into running my own business. In 2016, I jumped in both feet and started and was full-time in the business, still running under that name, Blue Sky Computer. So I was getting a lot of calls from, let's say, end users and small businesses. Our target was enterprise, specifically okay. healthcare customers. And uh, people would see the name and they would call and uh, say, hey, I'm in town and my laptop's you know, having problems or my printer was having problems. <laughs> Right. And uh, end up referring them to somebody that does the end user, works on the end user, mm-hmm. you know, laptops, desktops, and printers a little more. Since then, we have rebranded. We are now Rise Tech, and our, you know, I think our name and brand reflects uh, what we're doing and the maturity of our business. And so uh, that that was something I always look back at, and you know, I wish I would have started off with the right name and brand, but you know, it's just a, a growth opportunity for us. For sure. And and so this idea of making sure that when you're putting something out there, and one of the topics that keeps coming up is this idea of access for healthcare. And when we have these hospitals expanding their geography into new areas of a town or a city, and they want to get these communities to trust them, this same concept of being intentional with your brand, being intentional with what you want people to perceive you as is super key. And once you made the shift, did you you stop getting those calls? (laughs) No, we still get the calls, but I think, you know, everybody's aligned and we have a brand that represents what we're doing. And then likewise, when people see it, they, they understand what we're about. For sure. So you made the change. You did a couple of tweaks here and there. You've got your team running on all cylinders. Can you share with the listeners your proudest leadership experience that you've experienced to date? Yeah. So uh, we had a wildly successful first year and our first year was what I consider uh, March last last year to uh, current date. I mean, that's when I've jumped in both feet. Congratulations. And, uh, our Thank you. Thank you. Our team is, uh, we have a team of seven now. I think uh, the most proud moment is we've delivered two tier three state-of-the-art data centers to uh, a world-class hospital. And um, we did that while saving them $4.2 million in hardware, software, and consulting services. And uh, these are beautiful data centers that, you know, people come to, people visit, and are, they're the nicest, you know, on the Western Slope. So we're proud of that. That's a lot to be proud of. And as we, you know, explore the topic of healthcare costs and you look every direction in healthcare and it's a hospital system trying to cut 50 million here, 100 million there. And you guys were able to provide a quality system, but you were also able to save them over $4 million. Is it 
four million dollars total amongst the two facilities, or is it four million each? Uh, that was four point two million total for both. Okay, and gotcha. they continue to save, but those are just big targets that were easy for me to track and numbers I could hand back to uh, the hospital and let them know. But you know, day after day, they're saving money in smaller proportions, but those are pretty significant. That's highly significant. And as a call to action for the listeners, I encourage you to seek out experts like Terry or others that are in the industry that are aligned in your your particular goals of not only providing high quality care and outcomes, great outcomes, but also saving money. And so as you consider the next steps, whether it be your IT department or if you're a, you know, you're a CFO looking to pass on savings goals across the organization, the encouragement of checking out other players to make sure that you guys are getting the best deal is something that would be my call to action after hearing how much money Terry saved the system. So that's definitely something to be proud of, Terry. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's, it's easy to do. It's about finding the right partner and a partner that's interested in your success and uh, not their bottom line. Absolutely. That partnership is key. So Terry, tell us a little bit more about an exciting project or focus that you're working on today. Well, Sal, we're in the process of growing and uh, we're in the process of acquiring another uh, healthcare technology company. So it's at the early stages and uh, it's very exciting for us and um, we think we've had great success and we think we have a lot to offer and um, by growing the business, um, we feel our reach will get uh, bigger. So right now you're you're in the process and of acquiring somebody. Are you acquiring this? You know, because acquisitions, it's another thing that's happening, right? Hospitals are buying each other. Companies are buying each other. When we think of this topic of acquisition, I like to think about the why behind the acquisition. What is it that you're looking to gain out of acquiring? I think more reach. These guys have a nationwide healthcare presence. And, um, you know, we've been really specific in our focus. We are focusing in the underserved communities or rural communities, whatever you want to call them. We really feel that we have uh, great, we build great relationships and we can make significant impacts in those areas. Yes. So we have another company that is similar and like-minded and has a broader reach. So we feel that a uh, acquisition will help us um, grow in the right way. That's outstanding. So you're just looking to diversify your demographic and just get out beyond the the rural and, and underserved areas into perhaps larger cities and other things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Hope everything goes well. Thank you. You know, so one of the things that we like to do on the show here closer to the end is do a little pretend. So you and I, let's pretend we're building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine and technology today. The 101 or the ABCs of Terry. And so I like to, I like to write out a syllabus with you and I'm going to ask you some brief questions. It's going to be a lightning round. And so uh, are you ready for that? I'm ready for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. There's four of them. So here we go. Here's the first one. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I think the best way to improve healthcare outcomes is measure them. Listen to your patients and uh, measure patient outcomes. Love it. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid while doing that? Like in our business or any business, just having your deliverables that outpace your customer service. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Ooh, read, read, read. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen to people. 
and go to conferences. Absolutely. That cross-pollination is huge. And listen to your podcast. Oh, there we go. Listen to the Outcomes Rockets. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and what is one area of focus that drives all else in your company? Customer service. Outstanding customer service. So those are the top four Outcomes Rocket listeners. Keep those in mind. And Terry, what is it that you would recommend as the book to read on this syllabus? Ooh, just read Elon Musk's biography. Man, it was fun. It was inspiring and uh, certainly relatable as I go through starting my own business. I don't have the impact and reach that he does, but powerful book, a powerful life journey for Elon. Elon Musk's biography. I love that book too, Terry. I had a chance to pick it up myself. It was helps you think big, bigger than what you're doing and, uh, and in health as this ship, the need for this huge ship to take a shift into a direction where it's more accessible, less costly. We definitely need to be thinking bigger like Elon. So great recommendation. Terry, yeah, before, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing. Before we conclude, I'd like to just open up the mic to you again so you could share one closing thought and then uh, where the Outcomes Rocket listeners could get a hold of you. Closing thought, follow your dreams and align your dreams with the dreams of others. My name's Terry Williams. And uh, you can reach me at uh, terry at risetech.com. And that's R-H-I-Z-E-T-E-C-H.com. And uh, our web address is www.risetech.com. And if you want to talk to me directly, give me a shout at uh, 970-376-7843. Outstanding. And 7843. And Outcomes Rocket listeners, just like every other show, if you want to get the contact information or any resources that we talked about, just go to www.outcomesrocket.com. And in the search bar, type in Terry. This episode will pop up and it'll have the show notes. It'll have his email address, phone number. I mean, the guy gave you his phone number. So if you're looking to save some money in healthcare IT, reach out to Terry. Really appreciate you spending time with us on the show today. I really know that the conversation that we've had today, it's going to create a ripple effect that's going to help improve outcomes in healthcare. And so really appreciate you jumping on the show and looking forward to hearing about your success in the years to come. Thanks, Terry. Ciao. It's my pleasure. Thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity and hopefully uh, we make a greater impact. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.